0: You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but for many, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about our show or to contact us directly, visit our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. And a good Tuesday morning to you, listener. This is episode 158. Joining me? as always in person Nathan Van Horn yeah, the one and only Nathan also Van Horn. thank n- god <laughs> also Matt Powell whether in the flesh or out of the flesh I'm not sure you had you had an experience recently with the with another world we, when you went up to oh, Jackson Oh
1: Nathan we haven't talked about this so I recently went to our capital city which is Jackson and while down there I went to a neighboring city which hosts an apple store and I got to experience Apple. Vision oh, yeah. No, no. So you sent 10%. us the you sent us the stuff. And in fact, there will. In fact, I'm going to table talking about it because it will play into some dream episodes that are
2: okay. on the horizon. Well, so I got to say, when you sent us the videos of you trying the Apple Pro Vision, is that what it's called? Apple Vision, Vision. Apple Apple Vision Pro. Pro. That implies uh, that there's like it, a non-pro it version. It somewhere. looked fascinating. And I know the part that you're tabling, so I'm not going to go there. But I was like, man, that looks fascinating. Where can I get one of these? And of course, they've been sold out for months. And they're also $3,500. And I was like, we can wait for round two. They
1: had them in stock there. Oh, did they? Yeah. Back uh, on the
2: back on the table.
0: The, so pa-
1: apparently the first 200,000 units were gone like that. After experiencing it, and we'll talk about it more later, every, I can see every parent with children justifying the cost in some way, shape, or form. Just to quote my parents from the, the 1980s, which at that time they paid thousands of dollars to get a camcorder. Oh, ah, good. Well of played. Yeah, because they I remember asking later why did you spend so much on a camcorder that is now very it, it, deficient? because, yeah. because it, at the
2: time it's the only way of preserving the memories. Yeah, that's right. So this reminds me of if you had to leave your house in a natural disaster or under undesirable circumstances, what would you take with you in a bag? Oh man. I, so I have a professor who was a missionary in Colombia for a while and drug lords. And so right. there were, I think, four times during the time he was down wow. there as a missionary, they had to make a quick exit. What do you grab? Yeah. And so he said that the first time they did it, it's what do you grab? I think the next three times they had to do it, they just grabbed the pictures. Which is the opposite of the family we've been discussing on the podcast. Because right. these folks just can't get along. <laughs> Hard segue there. But uh, yeah, I can't. I, I think I know where you're going on saving talking about that. But uh, yeah.
0: As I understand it, we're going to Hogwarts for this episode, right? We're talking about magic. Kind of, way, sort of. Uh, we still so, need
1: to get to the big aha because that was pretty. Yeah, and I don't know if I don't know if that happens this episode. or
2: Okay, not.
0: it's been tabled. But Tablet I do want to say breath.
2: this: normally we're not always able to record together, and when we don't, Gandalf runs our recordings through some filters, some AI stuff to make it all sound even. So we might be at different levels today. I just want to tell our listeners: if I have labored breathing in the background, that's I'm not out of breath. That's me staving off hypothermia in the sound booth at FBC Tupelo. Like I I came in here with a video booth,
0: video, video right. booth.
1: What whatever it is, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a reason uh, it's so cold in here, other than killing me like in the perfect crime or yeah.
0: There, <laughs> there's like technical reasons. Why. Oh okay, there's technical reasons. Yeah. I'll yeah. let the, um, our experts speak. I'm just saying, well, like the, those boxes right there you see over on the wall, like those have to remain cool. Those are the relays for our security gotcha. system. Okay. okay, so I
2: don't know all that stuff. I'm just saying this is not conducive to the flourishing of human life. It (laughs) Y'all need to understand. It is cold in this booth, And so I'm drinking coffee, even though I came in here caffeinated, just to keep stave off the white death. Hey, how about those sticks? How about those
0: flocks? Yeah, Yeah. so
2: last week's episode, we had a, it's not a cliffhanger at the pace that we move, but we ended on a really uncharted or unnavigated idea of what's going on with Jacob and these sticks. He made a deal with Laban that, Hey, God has used me to prosper your flocks. I'm ready to go home. Before I go home, I'm just going to have the speckled and the stripe and the black sheep. You keep the ones that look pure. Laban's, that's great. And then Laban being Laban's, hey, sons, why don't y'all take those three days away so that Jacob has nothing to take from me? And so the next thing, Jacob is getting like strips of bark and sticks, and he's somehow using that to produce certain outcomes in the mating processes of the flock. And Matt, you used some words that's going to rile up any sensitive listener. Did you call
1: it witchcraft outright? Yeah. And by the way, that is not just my opinion on the matter. That is what people that know ancient Semitic culture like. The first place I heard that was from Michael Heiser, where he he called it. Well, it's in commentaries. Yeah, it's in commentaries. And but we need to nuance that a little bit more. That's it because when you say witchcraft, we did talk about voodoo last week, so combining all this together but the Matt talked about voodoo but the voodoo comments was connected (laughs) to Laban not yeah to Jacob yeah so
2: one of our one of our members and it's a mute it's
0: a shared friend okay
2: uh, he said man Matt likes the weird stuff (laughs) yeah indeed I do
0: let me clarify here before we keep going and talking about this is that what we're saying about what Jacob he was doing some kind of divine thing because on first glance I'll tell you I thought that it was just there was white on the sticks. And then when they would mill around that just white stuff fell on top of them. That's what, and then he was counting that as being spotted. That's what I thought. He just had a tortured definition of what spotted Um, lamb was. So,
2: so one of our listeners, and he he and I talked through Facebook messenger, he said, man, this, this seems to be dabbling uh, on what's called uh, sympathetic or imitative magic where you use natural ingredients or natural processes to, to determine outcomes. Like, so it was a form of magic. And so, Lumping that perception with Matt using witchcraft, which again is not original to Matt, that's in books and commentaries on what's going on here, is that what Jacob's doing? This combined with, and I think I said it in passing, is Jacob and this whole messed up family is still very much a work in progress. Jacob has not yet had the wrestled with the man of God. Mm -hmm. Jacob is, this is not the Jacob from the end of Genesis. This is still Jacob dealing with a deceptive uncle. And uh, Matt, I want you to comment on it from some observations you had about since we since you used the terminology of witchcraft. Speak to that before we take it in a different
1: direction. So, just a couple things, Gandalf. Do you ever feel like when you go to Walgreens at 11 p.m. night to pick up a prescription, you're practicing witchcraft? No, I can't say. Can't say that I do. Historically, though, in a look at history, you definitely are. You're participating in alchemy. Explain.
2: I've had so, my suspicions about Gandalf for some time. I just want to say that for the record okay. it, it, so, it, once you
1: named yourself after a wizard, it doesn't look good. So <laughs> you, <laughs> I am not Larry Braberman, okay, so it's important to note we are navigating this conversation as we often do post enlightenment, where all of the sudden substances moved from potions to experiments, like it it moved from spells to hypotheses, mm. like it's enlightenment and the birth of the scientific method and all of these things like the doctors and the pharmacists alchemy
2: shifted from magic to pre-chemistry
1: that's right it w- like the scientists and the medical or not the medical doctors but some of them but the scientists and the pharmacists pre-enlightenment were the wizards and the alchemists like that so there is it's in the same family so well, we've talked about it before Like, we get our word, modern word pharmacy from the Greek word pharmakeia. Like, it's all in the same family. Now, it should be noted that a practice of witchcraft does not necessitate necessarily pagan religion. And I think, frankly, what we talked about last week in looking at Leviticus, the reason that Israel was prohibited against doing certain things, because in the ancient world, the road between witchcraft and cult worship is very short so for instance let me just go be abundant and sometimes interwoven yeah <laughs> absolutely but look, for instance there's like really weird passages out there like for instance don't cook a baby goat in its mother's milk and you're like reading stuff like that I-
2: Why do we need a command for that?
1: Yeah. Is that a thing? Someone was doing it. Yeah. Someone. But why is that a, why is that a thing? So, well, we don't know for sure, but our best guesses are that it was a short road between that practice and some kind of detestable. And I can't, I,
2: yeah, I can't remember if you, I want to say you did in our previous episode, made this in some sense, analogous to Paul's discussion of eating meat sacrificed to idols. Mm -hmm. That was Yeah, it's not the meat. Right. It's where that overlaps and intersects. Yeah, and I I think nuance is important. I also want to comment, and we mentioned Jacob is still a work in progress. Whatever is going on, and I do have a better take in my mind of what's going
1: on. Last week I was semi-conscious when we recorded, or I was semi-conscious when we recorded last week's episode. But I I mentioned it. Let me just throw this in here real quick. It's Deuteronomy 14.21 coming from the ESV. It says, you shall not eat anything that has died naturally. You may not give to the sojourner who is within your towns that he may eat it, or you may sell it to a foreigner. For you are a people holy to the Lord, your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. It's just like uh message received. Got it. Got it. So what is that all about? It's there, there is, as Nathan just pointed out, it's interwoven. There is a short road between these practices and
0: paganism yeah so one day you're boiling a goat in its mother's milk and the next day you're listening to marilyn manson backwards on vinyl that's terrifying but (laughs) either one is terrifying
2: to me so one thing is like in in interpretation you have to pay not only attention to the who and the what you have to pay attention to the where it is interesting where is jacob when all this is happening he's in padan aram he's in the place that god called abraham away from Hmm. in other words so We hear Jacob doing this and it's like, man, why would one of the good guys, why would a protagonist of scripture, even if he's the trickster deceiver, be doing these things? And where is he? He's in the place where this would be, to your point, Matt, this would be commonplace over there. This doesn't sound like what's acceptable for Israel, but it feels right at home in what we know of Babylon and Persia and those peoples.
1: We're going to know later, Laban has household idols. By the way, Laban is already, we already know from this passage, he practices divination. Yeah, that's it. This is um, your daddy-in-law.
2: You no. live in that house? But it, but He's this, got friends on the other side. This does explain, we had a few people either mention to us or write in about this, like, how do you square this with Saul being chastised for consulting the witch at Endor at the end of 1 Samuel? And it's because of, yeah, one, we're on this side of the law about it, but the law is there precisely for the purpose of the overlap with paganism. Hmm. But I say all that to say this, and now for something completely different that I think is so substantial. Last week when we were when we recorded last week's episode, I wasn't looking at the Hebrew text. Like I said, I was semi-conscious. If you look at the Hebrew text, I think we get a better clue of what the emphasis of the passage is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you. Let's see if we hear it. Do y'all want to read the whole 37 through 43 in English? <laughs> that's, the, the, that's
0: the only way I can read it.
2: Two <laughs> thirds of the way through the episode. Then Jacob took a, Jacob took fresh sticks of poplar and almond and plane trees and peeled white streaks in them, exposing the white of the sticks. He set the sticks that he had peeled in front of the flocks in the troughs, that is, the watering places, where the flocks came to drink. And since they bred when they came to drink, the flocks bred in front of the sticks, and so the flocks brought forth striped, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob separated the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the striped and all the black in the flock of Laban. He put his own droves apart and did not put them with Laban's flock. Whenever the stronger of the flock were breeding, Jacob would lay the sticks in the troughs before the eyes of the flock that they might breed among the sticks. But for the feebler of the flock, he would not lay them there. So there would be Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man increased greatly and had large flocks, female servants and male servants and camels and donkeys. I want to say this. Part of this is part of the explanation of this passage comes in when we get to Genesis 31, but something stood out to me as I was moving through this in Hebrew that I did not think to say last week, looking at it in English. I'm going to move through it and I'm going to stop on two words and I'm going to see if y'all hear it. Okay. Then Jacob took fresh sticks of poplar. The Hebrew word for poplar is livne. If you had to just translate it like the English equivalents, L-B-N-H, livne and almond and plane trees, and peeled white streaks. The Hebrew word for white, Lavan, L-B-N. Is something sticking out in your mind now? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because originally in Hebrew, there would be- No vowels. No vowels. And therefore, the words look.
2: Yeah. So you would have a deceptive uncle who has constantly dealt treacherously with Jacob. And in Hebrew, his name would look like L-B-N. Yes. So he out the laban. He is doubling down on labaning laban. This is, two can play at that game. And when does this story occur in the text? This is a story after several stories of people in this messed up family, as all families are, as people in this messed up family have tried to manipulate natural factors for their own outcomes and cannot thwart God's purposes and plans. So like, this is not a far cry. It feels like one, but I would argue in the narrative flow of Genesis, this is not a terribly far cry because the blessing and the birthright were at stake. This is not a far cry from using a bowl of stew to get the birthright or using goat's hair on your arms to steal the blessing. Not because there's something... Or using
0: mandrakes to increase fertility.
2: Or using mandrakes to increase fertility. Ding. That's exactly where I'm going. This is Jacob and Laban playing out the same sort of thing we just saw from Rachel and Leah. That, until I saw the LBN, LBN, the Livna, Levon, and Laban connection, I was like, what is this doing? Which always merits a closer look. We've said that so many times. But man, when you see that and you put it right after the Mandrake story, it makes perfect sense. And here's the question. Even though we don't have the answer for this passage in the text yet, was it ultimately the Mandrake root that produced Joseph? No. No. It was God remembering her, right? Right. That's right. So, even though we don't have the answer yet in the passage, are you inclined to think it is ultimately Jacob's attempt at manipulating the situation that produces his prosperity? I see what you're
1: going.
0: What you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, It's going oh, to be
1: interesting, okay. though, is when not Laban but Jacob is remembering this story in 31. In 31, he is going to be giving credit to god yeah and that's that what i was saying dream we, that's what i'm saying yeah. we
2: don't know where it's going yet and i didn't want to jump the gun too much yeah, on 31 but
1: it's still not as the dream is not as super specific as we would like like yeah. there is so there going back to last week there's two different practicings of witchcraft in this sense. the sense that what laban was doing is connected to his pagan worship all right What Jacob is doing is what the ancient world would have looked at and seen, oh, that is witchcraft, that is alchemy, that is something. They would not
2: have necessarily connected with a
1: Right. That is something. Arguably, it's essentially what Mandrakes are doing. That's what I'm saying yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they're
0: saying it's closer to that
1: trip to Walgreens. Yeah. So, so let's make a modern example. Is it wrong to go to Walgreens and buy medication for your ailment or your whatever that is prescribed by your doctor or so on and so forth and stuff like that as a rule? No, but there is such a thing as the abuse of prescription
2: drugs. And let's take it a step further. And this is not me weighing in on this discussion and debate. How do people feel about like essential oils and natural remedies that are out, that are outside of empirically peer-reviewed medical reason. Some folks swear by them. Some people say that's snake oil or mandrake root or striped sticks. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. Like that it is in, to me it's, it is more in that ballpark. Yeah. So just, I I don't think we should, again, not taking a stance because Matt is scandalous topics guy. (laughs) I'm hypothermia guy. Yeah. That's funny.
1: But, there is a, not all witchcraft is necessarily connected to paganism, but even given the case, it's interesting to me, going back to where we were when I quoted Deuteronomy, later when they're in the land, God is saying, I think we need to have some distance between us and pagan worship that's a little further than just don't participate in pagan worship. Like, there are some rituals that are a short distance. And right. that's my yeah. point earlier is the wear of this Padana Ram is not inconsequential. Yeah. I love the language connection there. That's, uh, he's out Labaning Laban, <laughs> which is fascinating to me.
2: I thought it was like that old Gatorade. I think it was Gatorade commercial that anything you can do, I can do better. I can yeah. do anything better than you. <laughs> no, you can't. Yes, I can. Uh, Watch me
1: produce this flock. Uh, <laughs> and then also... It is not beyond me that, for instance, Jacob just did this, and this ritual or whatever he does, witchcraft, so to speak, here, that he does actually has nothing to do with any of that. God is just being God and being gracious and yeah. Jacob. And, and time
2: out. How does, the whole, how does this whole manipulation start? It starts with Jacob wanting to go home. Laban's like, oh, I'm losing my goose that laid the golden egg cash cow. Is he's like, hey, Jacob, God has prospered me through you, and so let's work to something. Even when both of them, Laban through divination, Jacob through whatever's going on with these sticks, when both of them try to manipulate the results, who is ultimately providential in providing according to his promises to bless those who will be a blessing? God. Yep, and and that gets more overt, even though not everything gets a neat, tidy bow on it. That definitely gets more overt in Genesis thirty-one, which
1: we'll go. By the way, just to jump to the New Testament, one of those verses that—and this is a great illustration of this. Okay, one of those verses that we often misunderstand. Straight out of Romans nine, Jacob have I loved, loved; loved. Esau have I hated, hated." And Paul would say that straight out of the Old Testament, but that's okay. He would say that straight (laughs) out of Malachi. He is not saying that God literally hates Esau, but that it's rather that God has shown a kind of love to Jacob that He has not shown to Esau, because in is it's preferential Malachi. love. Yeah, yeah, it's preferential. And He's essential. Look at your land. Look at Esau's land. You tell me, my love for you goes back a long way. Yes, exactly. Right here in this, for instance, you could say, Jacob, have I loved Aban? Laban? Have I hated? Oh. God is showing preferential love to Jacob and Jacob doesn't exactly have his act together. Mm -hmm. So it's, this is, why is God doing this? It's cannot be because of Jacob. That's right. Jacob has better ties to Abraham. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah, absolutely. So it is, this is helping us understand of what preferential love for the purposes of election that these people might fulfill God's and purpose and creational blessing ultimately. Yeah. yeah. This is it's important to understand why is Jacob getting blessed and Laban not getting blessed. And also why is Laban getting blessed? It's because Jacob's there. Yeah. And by the way, Jacob is supposed to be a blessing to, ble- to Laban even
2: even when he doesn't try to be.
1: That's right, because God is God's elect people are to Are blessed to be a blessing Even when they're not a blessing they are So it's interesting how God can Even when we're not very good As God's people to Or Jacob's not very good at Being the blessing God still accomplishes his purpose Through his yeah. chosen vessels To be a blessing It's as, just amazing.
2: As, uh, as a wise friend consoled me recently Nathan I'm not convinced that you have the capacity To mess up God's goodness What um, a good word
0: Amen to that. Write that down. Write that down. (laughs) Amen. Listeners, something else that you should do, not necessarily write it down, but maybe press on your smartphone, is the check mark or the plus sign next to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. That way you can get a notification every Tuesday morning by becoming a subscriber. You don't have to practice divination. You don't have to boil a goat in its mother's milk. (laughs) You can get a notification on your phone that tells you when we have a new episode out. That's every Tuesday morning. We discuss another 30 minutes of the great biblical narrative. But until then, we have a great week. See you next time. Shalom. Um,
2: Hey, for hand signals, 20 minutes. Okay. 25 minutes.
1: 25 minutes. Wrap it up. Okay. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, wrap it up.